Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Word of Truth Outreach Ministry podcast. We are so glad to have you back with us and to, to tune in to find out what's going on. Well, let me tell you what's going on. We are in that season. Yes, the most wonderful time of the year, most people say, or the season filled with joy, which I think should be filled with joy all the time. But, you know, it is in this season where a lot of people expect a lot of things on December 25th. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's go ahead and talk about it. We're in that season of when you don't get what you requested from that special someone or the children don't get what they would like. What happened? People get upset. They'll cut you off. All types of things. They'll say such things as, I gave her a great gift, and she only gave me a pair of socks. I spent $50 on her, and I know she got these socks from City Trend. I know she got these socks from um, Five and Below, or I know she got these socks from the Dollar Tree. Okay, all right. Have you ever thought about the fact that that is all they could afford? But let us be thankful in this season. Or whatever someone may bless us, they may give us. Maybe they're just giving you their best, okay? All right? What I want to talk about um, today is very important and dear to me because I know how sometimes we as a people will expect a lot from others. Yes, we will. We will we'll have, we'll come to our own conclusion of how something is, is supposed to be, what chapter it is. For instance, Barbara, chapter 19, verse 63 Listen, I may have in that chapter of my book, do not, with Barbara, give her the wrong type of gift during Christmas. You know, and so, and, and it may read whatever. And so then I'll begin to expect certain things from certain people, which we should not do that. But outside of that, you know, even in the Word of God, there's many times people expected certain things from others, and it didn't turn out the way they had anticipated, and God had to deal with them. Yeah, God had to deal with them. So let's talk about the word expect. Expect means to look forward to, right? To be waiting for, to look to with justification or a preconceived notion. You're going to find out in here <laughs> as I'm reading these scriptures what a preconceived notion really is. It's to form a conception or opinion of beforehand as before seeing the evidence. Have mercy. What we expect. Come on, come on. Expectancy. Listen, I'm trying to, to get you to understand what expectancy and uh, really, really means. So expectancy means probability, assumption, belief. So first of all, let's talk about what happened, what the Lord says about that. It said, the Lord says this because let me tell you, let me go ahead and say this first. Because let me tell you what expectancy would do. It will set you up to get disappointed. Because there are times when you expect people to do a certain thing, to act a certain way, to go a certain place, to know a certain thing, and they don't. And then you get disappointed. And then what happens? Sometimes you begin to get bitter. You begin to get upset. You begin to you get discouraged. And you start judging them critically. And that's not what the Lord will have you to do. Not by any means does he want you to judge your brother or your sister based on what you think they should be doing. Amen? Well, maybe an amen, maybe not. Amen. So let me just go ahead and go through some of these notes that the Lord gave me to share with you. So, first of all, listen, this is what we must do. 
This is what we must do because sometimes we expect things that we <laughs> that's not going to come to fruition, okay? <laughs> Lord have mercy. This is what we got to keep in mind as the children of God. We are to follow peace with all men. Come on, go with me into the book of Hebrew 12, 14, and 15. And it says, follow peace with all men and holiness without. No man shall see the Lord. And listen, this is verse 15 from the Amplified Version. It says, see to it that no one falls short of God's grace, that no, no root of resentment springs up and causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Let's talk about that for a minute. These expectations you know, whenever uh, we send our children off to school, we expect them to do what? Get a good education, to behave well, to do all the things that's necessary to go to the next level. Okay? So, so is, is, it is with you. You go to work each day. Your boss' expectation of you is to be to work on time, to, to know your job, to, to, to know your job description. You know, when was the last time you looked at your job description? Okay, we're not going to talk about that right now. But anyway, so, so there are times when we fall short or the expectation is not met. So, and then when the expectation is not met, certain, certain things start to grow up in us or, or want to take root in us, such as, um, such as we, we, we decide, that, hey, we're going to, uh, let me go ahead and read it. Examples of what your expectancy of others will produce when they don't measure up. When they don't measure up, what happens? Sometimes it causes excommunication. My God. It causes gossiping negatively about them, giving our opinions and refusing to listen to anyone else's view about it, or setting trap for others and using word curses. That is what happens when we set expectation for others and they don't meet them. Listen, what we need to do is step back and say, what would God have them to do? Let me pray that they understand what God's will is for them concerning a situation or concerning what they're about to do, whether it's to buy a car or to walk into their calling or to start that business or to get married, okay? We need to step back and say, God, let your will be made known to that person. Let God's will be made known because sometimes what we end up doing because we, we get a, a, a root of bitterness or, or resentment or, 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 or an attitude, the, what, what we need to do is stop, eliminate. We need to cut at the root. Hallelujah. Eradicate, omit, counsel, holding people into bondage because of what we expect. Too many times, you know, uh, in life, we look at others and we think they should do this and we think they should do that. You know, and then when they don't live up to all the hype that we have in our minds, come on here, what we what do we do? We begin to, to look at them differently. Well, I thought she was going to do this. Well, I sure enough thought he was going to do that, especially sometimes when it comes to marriage. Lord, I never thought she or he would marry her. She doesn't seem like the one. Then they end up being the happiest couple. So it's not based on what you expect. It's what God expects. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the expectation, and then with it will come that seed of judging. Matthew 7, 1 and 2 clarifies it really well. It will put us all in our place. It says, judge not that you be not judged. Hallelujah. And verse 2 is Matthew 7, 1 through 2. Verse 2 says, for, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. See, we're so busy over here trying to judge somebody else 
because of what they're doing, you need to be careful because with that same judgment that you judge somebody, it will come to your house. And what are you going to do then? What are you going to do then when people start judging you? Based on that, you might say, well, that's never going to happen to me. Barbara, you, you don't know me like that. Well, let me just tell you one thing. All that judging needs to cease because what it does is when you start expecting things from others and it does not come to fruition, you start getting an attitude, not want to be around people, the people that God may have called you to, to be a mentor or, or the pastor or to, or to uh, prophesy to. We have to be careful. That we are only doing uh, what God would have us to do and expecting what God expects. And we need to be careful how we judge somebody on what they do. Huh. Let's talk about that. Let, let, let's go and talk about somebody uh, that really, really could have came short. Really could have came short and missed out on her blessing. Let's talk about this woman. What if Oprah, Oprah, would expect it and try to insist that Ruth, come on, let's talk about Ruth, Oprah, and Naomi for real quick, to, to return back with her to her their homeland, to Moab, and their people and their gods, and not go with Naomi. Listen, even Naomi expected Ruth to go back because she was she had no sons for her to marry. Oh my goodness. But Ruth had to make a proclamation. You know, just like some of us when people come to us and say, well, you know, I expected you to do so and so, but you did this, thus and so. And God has spoken to you about what you need to do. Just let him know real quick. I like how Ruth did it. Let's go to Ruth 1, 15 through 17. 1, 15, Ruth 1, 15 through 17. And Ruth said, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. This is Naomi talking to Ruth. Because Oprah, she had left. Once Ruth told, once uh, Naomi told Oprah that she didn't have anything else to offer her, you know, the land. At that time, there was a famine in the land. They didn't hardly have any food. And uh, uh, Naomi was going back. She was going back to her homeland, okay? And so Oprah, she just left. She just left. She said, you know what, I I, got to get out. Ain't nothing going on here, you know, so forth and so on. And so... Verse 16, this is what I love. This is how we have to take a stand on what we believe in. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee. This is what she's saying to Naomi. Don't, don't let me leave. And, and, or to return from following after thee, she said. For whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. See that right there. That, that right there was it. Let, let me go into verse 17. Where thou diest, will I die? And where will I be buried? The Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. She knew what she needed to do. She knew in her heart that she wanted to follow the God that Ruth, that uh, Naomi uh, had. So that's the same way with us. We'll begin to think. We'll begin to think. So let me just calm down and just bring it in for you real quick. See, Ruth had an expectancy for herself. She had come in contact with Naomi's God, and she did not want to leave her. How awesome is that? But Oprah, Oprah, she left. Okay. I don't, and it says nothing else about her. I, I've read nothing else about her since. 
she left Naomi and Ruth. But because Ruth proclaimed this and remained steadfast in serving and doing what was right, because even after they left and they went back to the, the homeland of Naomi, she listened to everything. Ruth listened to everything that Naomi told her to do. She discerned that it was right in her spirit and in her heart. And so she received the kinsman redeemer. Y'all know the story at the end. She received her boy Boaz, the grand prize, the blessing, the man that had what they needed. Because remember, they went back and they had nothing. And she followed what Naomi told her to do. And what ended up happening, she ended up marrying Boaz. I'm sure to Oprah, 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 <laughs> this situation looked bleak, depressing, unpromising, hopeless. But Ruth proclaimed to Naomi that your God shall be my God. Set the wheels in motion for her blessing. Okay? You must remember that just because you don't understand someone else's why, Lord have mercy, or reason they do what they do, it doesn't make it wrong. And you shouldn't become bitter with them because they chose to do what God led them to do. And if you feel like it's not God's will in what they're doing, pray for them. Pray that the eyes of their understanding would be open. I encourage you, as Galatians 5 and 16 says, this I say unto you to walk in the spirit, and you should not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh lusts after the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another so that ye cannot do the things that you would. Don't start walking in the flesh and becoming carnal because people make decisions that you don't like. Pray through. Watch God do it. Hallelujah. Why this scripture? Your judgment will cause you to not do the things that you should. When you're judging carnally, you know, when you're joining, judging from a place that God would not have you to because of what you think someone should be doing or how you think they should be acting, where you think they should be going, come on. That's a form of control, and we know what control is. So do not go on passing judgment before the appointed time. But wait until the Lord comes, for he will both bring to light the secret things that are hidden in darkness and disclose the motives of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. Let's not forget also, those of you, those of you who are Bible scholars also, we had the same situation with Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. You know, if you read in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, it says that, beginning with verse 1, and Miriam and Abram spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman, have mercy, whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. They were upset because he had married a woman from Africa. Lord, have mercy today. How many of you are judging today someone mixed race marriages? You're judging. Well, they shouldn't do that. I, I don't think that's of God. Who are you to say what's of God when it comes to that? If God has approved it, you need to step back because let's find out what happens. See, um, this is what verse 2 says. It says, and they said, hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Have he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. 
The Lord heard what they said, what they said about Moses. See, that's, that's what happens sometimes. You over there talking about those people that are doing what's right. Have mercy, I pray. You start putting your two cent worth in or one cent or no cent really worth in and start saying what you think should be done or should not be done. And the whole while God is in it. He, he's put it, he's, has, has, has placed his seal of approval on it. And you're over there thinking that it's not right. And so it goes on to say in verse 3, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And God had chosen him to lead the children of Israel out of bondage, okay, out of Egypt. And they're over here upset because of what he did, okay. And God had approved it, Lord have mercy. So what ended up happening is that God called them out. He called Moses and Miriam and Aaron out. And he spoke to them by the pillar of cloud while they stood in the door of the tabernacle. Now listen. And he said, hear now my words, Lord have mercy. If be, if there be a prophet among you, I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Have mercy. But listen now. He said, but my, my servant Moses is not so who is faithful in all mine house, Jesus. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark secrets, dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall be, behold, shall be, behold, shall he behold. Wherefore, when he, where, wherefore, then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. And next thing you know, Miriam gets leprosy. Yep, she gets leprosy because of what? Her mouth. Her putting her mouth on the man of God, the one that God had chosen to do the work, the one that God was leading, the one that God was directing. And I'm sure that he may have directed her, directed Moses to marry the Ethiopian woman. That's just like with how it happens in the world today. Others put their, as they say, put their mouth on somebody else. Have slick sayings and slick words against others. You know, putting word curses on them. We talked about that before. You putting your mouth on somebody and causing them to have to endure hardness or go through, have a certain level of warfare that they wouldn't even have to go through if you'd have just kept your mouth shut about it. Let me just say this. Our expectancy should be from God. If we ever look on somebody and we don't agree with what they're doing, pray for them. Pray that God will open up their understanding. You know, if you think it's so wrong, that God will bring clarity to them. And if you feel like it's an evil spirit trying them and, and they're being attacked and they're making these decisions and things that you feel like is, is incorrect, rebuke it. Cast it down. Fast and pray for them that they might have a better understanding. So what ended up happening here, Moses prayed and asked God to, you know, to cleanse Miriam. And so they had the children of Israel. Israel couldn't go any further because she had to be, be outside of the camp until she was healed and they were able to go forward. That right, that right there within itself is should let you know that, you know, things may start happening to you when you start putting your mouth on other people. Or how about this? It might start happening to your loved ones. So let us be careful. 
Let it expect great things. Let us look for the good in others, even in this season, even in this season of giving. You know, it's time set aside. Okay, now notice how I said it. It's time set aside to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior. And people do so by giving gifts. It's not your birthday. Make sure that you take the time in this season to give God glory and praise and stop being judgmental of others. You be blessed and take care. We'll see you next time.